Good morning. This is Send 7 World News in 7 Minutes. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Today is Wednesday, the 11th of January, 2023. Starting in the Americas today, in Peru, at least 17 people have been killed in protests in the city of Juliaca during violence between protesters and security forces. There have now been 39 reported deaths during protests since former President Pedro Castillo was arrested last month. Protesters are demanding that new president, Dina Boluarte, resign. In Brazil, there have been demonstrations in support of democracy and against the riot by supporters of former President Jair Bolsonaro on the weekend. Thousands of people protested in Brazil's biggest city, Sao Paulo, demanding prison terms for the Bolsonaro supporters who broke into government buildings. 1,500 people were arrested on the weekend. President Lula da Silva has criticised his own security forces for not doing enough. In Mexico, the presidents of Mexico, the US and Canada met yesterday to discuss migration, trade and climate change. The three American presidents also promised to increase production of semiconductors, a trade which is currently dominated by Asia. Europe. In Ukraine, Russian forces have probably taken control of most of the town of Solidar, north of Bakhmut, according to the British Ministry of Defence. Russian forces, mostly from the Wagner private military company, have been trying to capture the city of Bakhmut in the Donetsk region since August, and it is expected that thousands of soldiers from both sides have died in the area. Almost all residents have left Bakhmut. Local media has also reported that yesterday Russian artillery fire killed two civilians in the northern region of Kharkiv and two civilians in the southern region of Kherson, and two civilians were killed in the city of Kramatorsk in the Donetsk region by a missile strike. Germany's foreign minister, Annalena Baerbock, visited the city of Kharkiv yesterday making her probably the highest-ranking foreign official to visit Kharkiv since Russia invaded last year. Kharkiv is Ukraine's second-largest city, and Russia attempted to capture it between February and May, and it has been the site of heavy artillery fire and missile strikes since then. In Belgium, NATO and the European Union have promised to increase support for Ukraine. A joint statement was signed yesterday by head of NATO Jens Stoltenberg and the heads of the EU Charles Michel and Ursula von der Leyen. Stoltenberg praised the bravery of Ukrainian soldiers and said that Russian President Vladimir Putin's plans have failed. President Putin wanted to take Ukraine in a few days, and to divide us. On both counts, he has clearly failed. 
Russian troops have been pushed back by the brave Ukrainian forces, and NATO and the European Union have stood united in support of Ukraine. The regime in Moscow wants, wants a different Europe. It wants to control its neighbours, and it sees democracy and freedom as a threat. This will have long-lasting consequences for our security. So we must continue to strengthen the vital transatlantic bond in NATO. We must continue to strengthen the partnership between NATO and the European Union. And we must further strengthen our support to Ukraine. The United Kingdom has not become the first European country to launch a satellite into space. An unknown problem stopped the rocket from reaching the correct altitude, and the rocket and nine satellites were lost. Africa. In Kenya, five people appeared in court yesterday linked to the death of gay rights activist Edwin Chiloba last week. Police said that one of the suspects was Chiloba's roommate. Morocco has become the first African country to produce cancer tests. Tests for breast cancer and leukemia are being produced and will be available in the next few months. The medical community has said that this is an important step as Africa generally uses expensive cancer tests imported from Europe and the US. Asia. Taiwan would probably defeat a Chinese invasion if the US gave its support, according to the Center for Strategic International Studies. The CSIS used a report to encourage all methods of avoiding this war because the report said that the damage would be devastating for China, Taiwan, the US and Japan, who would all probably be involved. The report said that Taiwan would probably stop China from taking control of the island, but that all of these countries would suffer their biggest losses since World War II. Taiwan has recently extended its military service for all men from four months to one year. Pakistan will receive more than 9 billion US dollars worth of assistance from various countries and organizations to help with the effects of climate change. Khadija Tahir reports. More than 9 billion dollars have been pledged at the International Conference on Climate Resilient Pakistan in Switzerland. The promised money is aimed at helping Pakistan rebuild after the catastrophic floods last year, which submerged almost one-third of the country and left nearly 8 million people homeless. Pakistan is still facing the after-effects of the floods with an economic crisis and food shortages. Pakistan's Prime Minister, Shehbaz Sharif, tweeted that he was deeply moved by the compassion on display at the conference. And in Saudi Arabia, the first match for footballer Cristiano Ronaldo for his new club Al Nasser will be against Argentinian footballer Lionel Messi's club Paris Saint-Germain. 
the two football rivals, often considered the best in the world, will play a friendly match in Riyadh next week. That's your world news in seven minutes. If you'd like to read the transcripts of every episode, then you can become a Send7 supporter at send7.org. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Tomorrow you will be with Juliet Martin. Thank you for listening and have a great day.